sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. It's time now for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. And joining me to help us do that is Ross Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. I think last time we spoke, we were talking about uh, how deep and uh, far-reaching the banking crisis was. Is it now over or not? I can remember, actually, many years ago when I worked in the city, Russ, because uh, thinking about how quickly word now spreads about banks being in trouble, it used to be that you, you know, if you saw people queuing outside Northern Rock, then, you know, a little while later, people in London started getting nervous and maybe rumours spread. I can remember when I worked in the city, um, there were rumours of a, a run on a bank in Hong Kong and people began to panic in the banking sector. There was a bit of a mild you know, um, decline in the sector. And then somebody pointed out that actually it was raining and they'd all been sheltering under the awning of the bank <laughs> across the road. I shouldn't laugh. But it's a good question because I actually got asked the very same question about social media and banks uh, somewhere else yesterday, actually. And it, it's a really good question. And uh, I, just before I, you answer, because you have talked hmm. before in our conversations about how social media is often used to ramp stocks. We were thinking particularly of some of those sort of slightly bizarre American companies that we'd hmm. never heard before they suddenly got into the news. And I, and I think, you, you know, and I follow lots of them and I, and I find what they're saying endlessly fascinating. There are lots and lots of fund managers and hedge fund managers and smart people out there on social media. But you do wonder to what degree sometimes they are talking their own books. There's always an element of. You know, consider you know, consider the source and and just, I mean, th there was some. I think one interesting thing there is there were some people on there saying, look, there's got to be a blanket guarantee for US depositors in these banks now, hmm. or there will be a run. But equally, you can argue that's equivalent of sitting in a darkened cinema shouting fire, and you're actually precipitating yes. what you're trying to prevent. So it's a very very difficult balancing act. And as I think we as we discussed last time, what's the first thing you do when a bank CEO stands up and says, "Don't panic." <laughs> right yes. or the indeed the exchequer or governor of the bank of england what's yes. the first thing you're going to do and, and so therefore i think again i think one of the things that the banks you think well what they should be doing is saying look we're liquid we're safe but the more they doth protest the more pro we worried people yes. probably be so it's probably best just to keep your head down because we, we have to explain as well one of the things that didn't get discussed very much this time is mm. that thanks to fractional reserve banking i mean most people still seem to believe that their money is in the bank ready for them whenever they want to come and take it out. But that is not the case at all. Not necessarily. I mean, if you look at the big UK five, they actually have loan to deposit ratios of less than 100%. So they, in, in theory, if everybody pulled their money out, it would, in, in, in fact, technically all be there. But of course, that would still mean the bank would cease to function in its in its sense, because yeah. it would have to call in all sorts of other things. But in theory, they do have loan to deposit ratios of, 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 of less than 100%. So they, they could withstand but it's not really the, no, not nearly the point of exercise. I think, so you've got to be very careful what you say, which is why I'm slightly skirting the issue now. You don't mm. want to stand up and say, I think X is going bust because you can almost guarantee that, you know, you, you're going to contribute to that. I think the other thing was, and I, it's something that I, I spotted, um, there was an AI entrepreneur who was a Silicon Valley Bank client. And a friend of his said, mate, have you seen what's going on? And he went, <gasps> and he had all of his company's money in the bank, I think, as well as his own. So as you say Swipe of a finger, da 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 da, get the money out. In fact, do you know what he did then? He went and bought Silicon Valley Bank stock. So, having decided that he's not safe as a depositor, 
the very top of the creditor pecking order, yes. he went and bought stock when you're right at the absolute sharp end and the bottom. Very, now, very strange. Unless, of course, it's Credit Suisse. So all it, no, this was in Silicon Valley. Yes, so yes, all I, I can say is, dear, dear listeners, look, by all means, there are some smart people out there. But just because they're brilliant at one thing doesn't necessarily mean they're brilliant at yeah. another. Yeah, yeah. And, and so for, for, if they're starting to talk about things that are beyond their remit, i.e. stocks, and they're an entrepreneur or vice versa, then you should probably think twice. A, if you're an entrepreneur, you really should do your due diligence on your bank because in the end, it's a pretty important thing to do. And mm. I think that was more a specific situation to SVB, given that it was in some ways just a bit of a Wall Street IPO pipeline for young and up-and-coming companies. And that was where the, the mechanism worked was – they got these entrepreneurs in, they got them to bank there, they got them to put the company money in, get the thing ready for sale, and then, then off it went. And so, but I think as a, the another point, as an investor, what you mustn't do is rely on the credit rating agencies to do the work for you. Because again, they've had egg all over their face in the past two weeks with regard to this, because mm. they've been downgrading these things, they've been regarding these things as investment grade until they absolutely went bust. And the third one is that it is in now intriguing that Fed, that the Fed and the Bank of England are saying, well, look at the role that social media played in this, isn't it? Despicable. And I think there's an element of move along, nothing to see here, because in the end, the Fed is the ultimate banking regulator in the US. So there's a bit of self-exculpation going on there. And what's the ultimate background to this? It's a period of ultra long, ultra mm. low interest rates for an ultra long period of time. And that attempt to extricate themselves from this monetary experiment, surprise, surprise, there are little bombs yes. and little accidents going off in every little pocket. And we've discussed yeah. it before. It, it's been IPOs, SPACs, cryptos, memes, UK gilts. Now it's banks. And I think the, the message Pen is really... Pension funds and investments, perhaps they should not be in because they're desperate to get a yield. Because they've been they've been obliged to overreach and take on more risk than they would have done normally. And there's this brilliant John Hussman whose blogs are absolutely... And it's not everybody's cup of tea. He's bracketed as a perma bear, which is just not true. But he has just been saying for the last three or four years that the U.S. stock market in particular has lost its mind because it's just been drunk on cheap money. And he put up this wonderful quote from The Economist. It is equally be there's a previous quote and it is equally beyond doubt that every speculative mania which has run its course of folly and disaster in this country has derived its original impulse from cheap money. And I think that's still the ultimate lesson is that we're still feeling the after effects of this. Rate, fairly you know rapid but ultimately still modest rate rise cycle in terms of where rates have got to and it wouldn't be a shock if there was to be more volatility to come somewhere further down the pipe it really wouldn't let's just pause for a moment there russ sharing ideas about money this is share radio This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors on Share Radio. I'm in conversation with Russ Mould of AJPL. So, Russ, yes, yeah, so central bankers seem to be able to point the finger at everyone with the, the governor of the Bank of England saying it's it's all the fault of old people. Um, yeah, well, he's blaming pensions and the Federal yeah. Reserve is blaming social media. So there is an element of, you know. And it, yeah. So I think but presumably you would say for most investors, they I mean, you obviously Got to look at some of these social media accounts. You want to see what's actually going on in the market yeah, day to some, day. Uh, but know, for most really people, presumably, people they should try and ignore all that. It's it's. I think it, it's like a, static a when you really need to be thinking yeah, long term. There's a quote from Charlie Munger out there, which is you know, Mister Market or whatever you want to call it now in a, in a in a in a more enlightened age. Share prices will move around, right? And you know, Mister Market will knock on your door one day, and the price is X, and one day it's much lower at Y. 
And he says, you know, in the end, the best thing you can do is, is actually turn off the screen because all you're doing is, quote, being influenced by the mistakes of others. And I think that's the thing to bear in mind is, you know, what do they know that you don't? They might, but overall, the information is all on, uh, publicly available. But yeah, it's have your discipline, have your framework. And ultimately, valuation will be your guide. And yeah, I mean, there are stocks that are cheap now that could frankly get cheaper. But if they've got the balance sheet to get through it from A to B, mm. and the business model isn't cheap, I think what I think the, the banking situation that we've had does possibly is that the, the chances of a recession in the US are increased. Mm. Because senior loan, because trust has been lost. Senior loan officers might be a bit more windy. Some of the junior banks may be a little bit more careful with their lending because they're making sure that they don't want deposits to all run out the back door while they're lending money out the front. And also you have seen an increase in cost of capital you know, through bond yields for corporations already. So I think it does increase the chances of a recession. Um, and it'll be therefore fascinating to see how history judge does that interest rate increase from the Fed that we got in at, at the start of this month. You know, you do fear that they're going to that will be one of those situations where they were damned if they did and damned if they didn't albeit they'd probably you know, made things very difficult for themselves previously. So I think U.S. recession, rest of the world will obviously find it a lot harder. And so I think at the moment, it, it probably doesn't necessarily, again, it's don't overreach on risk. Don't go beyond where you would have done normally, which a lot of banks have done, a lot of mm -hmm. investors have done. And I still think that if, if, you know, there is probably still a reckoning in areas like private equity and unquoteds and illiquid assets, because finding a real market for those is very, very difficult. So, you know, maybe that is still in this kind of rolling blow up scenario, something where we might see some, you know, valuations come out that are lower than people currently think. Mm -hmm. And there are still some, still some, 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 uh, some, some possible events to come out there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all markets are going down, but I think what it, it still feels to me like this period of 15 years of, of ultra low rates, it's just favored long duration assets like bonds, uh, like long duration, like taken by, it just doesn't think, feel like it's going to go back to that and be simple to that then so intriguingly from in one of my parts of my job is to talk to a lot of customers clients but also you know journalists and media outlets and i'm still getting more questions on fang stocks and tech than i am on commodities and oil and gold when for me the mood music has changed and i think that is in itself potentially quite instructive russ thank you very much indeed. That's Russ Mulk, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We've been looking at uh, the financial outlook for personal investors. Russ, I hope, will be with me again in a fortnight's time. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.